For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It is Friday, June the 19th. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Whole lot's going on today. We're only hitting on three topics, though, because uh, it's a Friday afternoon. Everybody's ready to go home and... You know, I'm uh, I'm ready for the weekend. <laughs> I'll say that. So we got some major league topics today that we're going to discuss. Some uh, interesting tidbits going on. But uh, but first things first, of course, winningcureseverything.com is the website. The new layout is up. If you would so kindly go visit, check it out. Let us know what you think about it. What you think we need to change? Uh, what's not working? If there are any links working, I've I've done my best to go through, but. There's a bunch of stuff on there. So if you find something that's not giving you what you want, just send me an email. Hit us up on Twitter, whatever. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. That's where the show is every day. We're on we're on Twitch. We're on Periscope. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. The live show every single day. You can jump into the chat, of course. It is right there on the bottom left of your screen. Uh, ben jumps in and says, you need to add a Murder Hornets tea. Yes, I'm working on that. <laughs> Michael said, happy Friday, fellas. They are both in the Twitch chat, uh, which pops up. It doesn't matter what platform you are on. It pops up right there on the screen for you if you want to be involved in the show. You can help drive the story. You can help drive the narrative today as you can every single day. If you are not subscribed to the podcast already, please do us a favor. Go and leave a nice five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Chris, let's go ahead and get after this today. Um, I'll, I'll spare you asking about how your day is because I know yours was a lot like mine. Incredibly busy. So, a <laughs> whole lot of stuff going on today. Um, first topic. The NCAA and the SEC have decided to put pressure on the state of Mississippi to change their state flag. For those that don't know, the state of Mississippi flag in the bottom or, sorry, in the top left-hand corner has the rebel flag, the Confederate flag, centered right there for everybody to be able to see. Everybody across the United States knows what that flag is, and they all understand. Uh, ben jumps in already. He said, that thing's ugly anyways. Agreed. It certainly is. Um, but in 2001, it was voted on by the residents of the state of Mississippi that they wanted to keep the flag. Now, a lot has changed in the last 19 years. Um, here we go. Ben said, it's like a Dutch Confederate mix. Uh, and then William Brown jumped in and said, you guys are better than ESPN. Real sports fans need Chris and Gary. Yeah, we appreciate that. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. Thank you. Uh, and Tim jumps in. He said, what's up, fellas, on a coronation quarantine? That's what I'm talking about. So get on it again. All right, Ben said, vote again. That's the deal. Uh, the governor of the state of Mississippi has said, this was voted on in 2001. Everybody wanted to keep it. We're going to keep the flag, right? Now, that was before the SEC came out. Greg Sankey uh, put out a statement and said that uh, that they were not going to allow the state of Mississippi to host any SEC championship activities, which, to me, was a bit of a hollow threat. There are that no SEC. Like, listen, yeah. listen, that was like somebody in the world that oversees 
all of the relationships from every woman on the planet saying, Chris, no nine or tens for you ever. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Uh, that's not really a threat because <laughs> that's just not, not like Mississippi has never hosted an SEC championship thing that I know of in the 38 years that I've been alive. The only championship event that Ole Miss has hosted uh, was a rifle tournament, but that's not SEC. That's no, GARC. That's that wouldn't even, great that's American right. That rifle. wouldn't even be an SEC event. Exactly. So, so that's uh, that's a strange thing. The basketball shocking tournament. Shocking and sad be. that the SEC doesn't have rifle. We need to add that. We need to get that. We shoot pretty good down here in the South. Oh, you got that right. But there, uh, here's the thing. It is, uh, it is a cost expenditure. So <laughs> there's not a lot that are going to be able to do it, right? So – that's, uh, there's, I take that back. Every one of the, the schools in the SEC could do it if they wanted to. Yes, they um, absolutely could do it. But there's no revenue for it, so it That's is fine. what it is. Um, it says, so the ESPN article says, Mississippi is the only state affected by the policy change. It is the only state flag that continues to feature the banner of the Confederacy, which is a blue cross with 13 white stripes. Um, basically, the, and this is... An ongoing thing, right? The NCAA expanded its Confederate flag policy on Friday to prohibit all championship events from being held in states where the flag is flown. So the SEC did theirs yesterday. The NCAA, the NCAA actually has teeth. The NCAA came out today, and this was the quote from Michael V. Drake, chair of the NCAA Board of Governors and the Ohio State president. He said, There is no place in college athletics or the world for symbols or acts of discrimination and oppression. We must continually evaluate ways to protect and enhance the championship experience for college athletes. Expanding the Confederate flag policy to all championships is an important step by the NCAA to further provide a quality experience for all participants and fans. Now, really, this was first adopted because the Confederate flag, the rebel flag, was flown over the, uh, over, not City Hall, what's the, what's it called? The state capitol the state capitol building in South Carolina, right? In Mississippi, that's built into the state flag. So it didn't really affect the state of Mississippi. In South Carolina, it was just the rebel flag flown over the state capitol. And they finally... It was not a a recognized state or government flag. Exactly. So finally, in 2016, or sorry, in 2015, that flag was taken down. Everything went back to being fine. The issue here is that NCAA championship sites, where, where we talked about the SEC is never going to host a, a basketball tournament at Bancor South Arena in Tupelo or something like that, it, you're not going to have that issue, right? The SEC <laughs> no, championship football game ain't going to be yeah. played on Memorial Stadium in Jackson, Mississippi. That's not happening. So the SECs didn't really have any teeth. Um, no. The NCAA does. Right, Ben Johnson. percent baby. Oh, yeah, because, look, the biggest thing here is Mississippi State and Ole Miss are big-time college baseball schools. That's, yes, they sir. Are big they put it. large sums of resources into college baseball, and they are very enthusiastic about being competitive in baseball. Not everybody is. Mississippi is. Big-time, big-time. So, uh with that said, Ole Miss and Mississippi State stopped flying the state flag in 2016. Right. They have yeah, come we, out. They don't the even have the state flag, even though they are state universities, uh, institutions, universities. Yeah, they do not fly that state flag. That's um, right. So Ben jumps in. He said, uh, "Softball attorneys, though." Uh, Tyrone Davis jumps in. Said, "Hey guys, Tyrone, good to see you in here." And Ben asked. Uh, or sorry, William said, shouldn't be allowed to fly Confederate-looking flags at state-funded universities. Sorry, but that's just an opinion. Well, I mean, they stopped it in 2016. Yeah, so that's well, not and the issue. problem is, is it's it's the... It's the state flag. It's the state flag, and it's a state university. The state really pushed back and was just like, hey, man, yeah. you know, we it's the taxpayers that offset a lot of your university, and you're not going to put the state flag up? Nope, nope, they they are not, They and they took it you down. You got it. You got it. Uh, ben jumps in and said, as Mississippians, would you guys change it? Yes. For yes, those 100%. Hey, hey, for, so, so for I, those that I, don't know, I, by the way, we do both live in the state. We are residents right. of the this state. Is, of this is our flag. This is our flag yeah. that we're talking about. We we have authority to speak on this. This is our flag. Okay. And and I'll, I'll tell you one thing that, that this matters to me now 
because you talked about how he said 19 years ago. Well, A, 19 years ago, 19 years worth of 18-year-olds weren't allowed to vote then. So you you have almost 20 years of new voters coming in. That, that I, might I had just turned 18 19 yeah. years ago. So I, I was allowed to vote. And and I I would I I don't know that I've said this on the show before. I think I have, but but I I chose not to. I I absolutely didn't get out and didn't vote. And the immature and childish reason that I used 19 years ago was I thought the proposed new flag was ugly. Yeah. And and I look back that at that now, I'm I'm very ashamed of that. Can't go back and change it, but I would really like my governor who I I disdain greatly, <laughs> by the way. Um, I would like him to give me another opportunity to revote on that. Yeah. Okay. And and I'll tell you this: there's a lot of other people that either did not vote the first time or voted to keep it the first time for whatever reasons. Many of us have changed our opinion. We have evolved as people. That's a good thing, and we should have the opportunity to revote on something that we voted on 20 years ago. Yeah, I get it. You can't revote on stuff every three to four years. All right, can't just change as the wind changes. I understand that, but two decades go by. Yeah, I think I have a chance to say we got that wrong. Let's fix it. Yeah, agreed. Matt Miller jumps in on YouTube said the real question is why do people fly a flag from a war from a losing side? That is an interesting thing. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. And and I've asked the same thing to many people that I am very close to, that believe heavily in that flag, and I just I just don't get it. And I wish I could come up with a better analogy than the Nazi flag because that's just a rough. You're you're immediately going to turn your audience off as soon as you compare them to Nazis, and so I'm not trying to do that. But I would like to try to come up with a better analogy of another war that was fought and the losing side still lived there and didn't advertise or brandish their their side of things. I mean, you, I'm sure that there were people in the United States or in America that still wished for British rule back after the True. independence, you know— at, well, I, I don't know imagine. about that. I, I don't know that there were a lot. That might have been a pretty unanimous belief. It, maybe so, but even still. If you like, were a British sympathizer, it was strictly because you were afraid they were going to win and you just wanted to be on the winning side, but nobody wanted those taxes. Uh, you may be right. You may be right. Either way, look, but yeah, people don't typically fly the flag of losers unless you're in college football, and it doesn't matter. Your fandom is going to override everything, whether you win or lose, regardless, right? That's right. That's um, right. Ben said they were all tarred and feathered. Yeah, I guess. Like all the ones that were English supporters, I suppose so. It was different times back then. Yeah. Um, there, weren't, there weren't any left when it was over. I know that. Uh, Matt said, I live in the North, and I was wondering, do you still feel the North and South are just two different places? In my opinion, I feel they are. Uh, yes, but we're all part of the same the same ecosystem, right? I, I, would, I would like to challenge a lot. Of, so my family, large section of my family is from Cleveland, Ohio. You don't get a whole lot more North than that until you get to the Great. coast, okay? They border Canada, all right? Um, they're, they've got racism issues up there as well. Boston, a city that I love and close to my heart, had historically a very prejudiced and racist issue. They didn't have slaves, but they had a strong dislike for people who didn't look like them. I, while we do live in two different parts of the country and they are almost like leaving one country and going to another, that other side just thinks they're a lot better. I've seen a lot of both sides. There's a lot and, of uh, elitism in, in the North. They, yeah. Which they, is, they don't, they don't advertise it and proclaim it the way the Southerners do, but a lot of that hatred and dislike is there. A lot of that treating black people like second class citizens is still there they just don't think they do it. They feel as if they are better than that. But the way they live, their neighborhoods, the way they treat them, it it ain't any different, man. But Boston has a, a larger like Irish contingency, right? Big Irish, big Italian, yeah. and and a big black contingency, and those three just seem to not get along. Yeah. So it's it, and, yes, and the, the difference is is the the Irish and the Italian guys look a lot alike, even though they still hate each other. And so we don't judge that the way we do when one of them hates on the black communities because, and, and they strictly don't like one another because of where they come from. I mean, yeah. that is, that is, it, hang on. We are, I'm speaking with a broad brush for Boston from years ago. I do think that Boston has changed a lot. 
a lot in the past 10 to 20 years. Yeah, Matt Miller said Boston is by far the most racist city in the North and is not close. And I think it's I think it's because of that. I think it's because of who lives there. And it's not everybody, of course. It's not everybody in the South. But if and you want to know, the sad thing is, is none of those people are from America. By the way, all of Boston was almost all immigrants. Those yeah. Irish people that didn't like the Italians and didn't like the black people, they were not American Irish back in that. They they had moved here from Ireland. They were immigrants. Yep. The Italians. The exact same thing. They moved here from Italy. It wasn't an, uh, 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 an American thing of go back to your country because none of those people were from this country. And now, to get back to the question of difference between North and South, yes, there is a bit of a difference. In the South, uh, there's more yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, whatever. You go a little north, and it's you know every man for himself, right? It's it, there's a there's just a difference, right? So, and then it cuts off somewhere in the Midwest. Like before you get out west, because out west is completely different than than the north and the south as well. So right. it it's like there's three different, or maybe even four, if you count the Midwest as a different section. So yeah, there's a difference in the way that uh, the people are treated, in the way that people feel about certain things, etc. Um, but to be honest, like between social media and the the internet and being able to connect everybody and everybody traveling everywhere for work and stuff like that, I think it's getting to be. Uh, a little more of of it's less of a melting pot, right? The world, no, it's more of a it's more pot. of a melting pot. The yeah, world, excuse me. the world has become a very small place. Yes, in, no, I mean that, that's so. it. We we are shrinking as a world. There was a day and a time where people from Mississippi would never make their way to Cleveland, Ohio, or Boston, Massachusetts, and now it kind of happens all the time. Yeah, it's just and easier people from to up get there everywhere. would never come down here, and now it kind of happens all the time. It's just. It's the way the world has gone. We've gotten smaller. We're getting, I do believe 100% we're getting better. Um, and and we're going in the right direction. Mississippi's got to get fixed. I want to address the north-south thing, by the way. Hey, before, we have manners. Before you do that, let me let me hop on this. Uh, Jose said, uh, back in the days they did with kindness, now they blunt straight shooters. Uh, ben said, neighborhoods out west are the same most of the time, but Californians definitely think they're above that when in reality, not really. And Matt said, I'm from the middle of Ohio, so I shouldn't have said the north. All right, continue on. Well, the middle of Ohio is the north. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's northern. Is. So, so from the south, we have, we have manners. I use the word manners in quotations because we, I, I grew up, I say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir, to everyone. And that is not an old thing. When I got, went to Boston, when I go to Cleveland, I get yelled at by people. Oh, you make me feel old. I, I say it to three-year-old girls. Okay. It's just the way I was raised and I'll always do it. The new binary gender thing is really messing with me because I feel like I'm okay calling you whatever you want to be called, but I need to know what you want to be called because I'm going to refer to you as ma'am or sir. I I just, I I have, it's in my, it's been beat into me. Okay. Let's just say that I was raised by a single mother and she hit. And I was bigger than her. She didn't whip the butt with the belt. Okay. She just hit you in the face. Um, and, and it worked. My brother and I have very good manners. Uh, <laughs> but so saying that if I were go to a game by myself in Bush stadium down in, in, in St. Louis, very much the South or Atlanta or uh, Arlington in Texas, very much the South. And I showed up by myself for a ball game. Anybody around me might speak to me, whatever. We'll cheer for the same team. We root. We'll, we'll yell and scream. But when that game is over, we're all going to say goodbye and we're going to go our separate ways. And that's that's going to happen a hundred percent of the time. My first trip to Fenway was a couple of years ago. I went to Boston by myself on a trip. I spent three days in Fenway. All three days, I sat in three different sections of the park. I ran into three completely different groups of people who immediately realized you're here by yourself. No, no, you're not. You're here with us. We're here together. They all took me to dinner or I took them to dinner. We ate, we drank, we hung out before or after the game at some point in time. And they welcomed me in like I was one of theirs. I could go to an Atlanta Braves game a hundred times. I go to all 82 games in Atlanta and not, Ever that happen? Yeah, it's, it's southern hospitality different. is not the thing that we used to advertise it being, 
and the welcoming and opening of arms of people from the North has been greater than anything I've ever experienced from the South. They don't say yes, sir. And they don't say no, sir. And they don't hold open doors or pull out chairs the way we do, but they absolutely welcomed me in as a stranger and accepted me for who I was and made me feel like I belong there. Now we'll say this college football, a little different because different places that I've been, Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, uh, Athens, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Um, they, a lot of them will welcome you in. And Well, tailgating's different. Yeah, tailgating, tailgating is, is a big thing. Tailgating's totally different because you're there for a minute and then you leave. Uh, but, but inviting but we, a stranger that you sat next to during a game no, no, to that's, dinner and drinks with you and your wife afterwards is that's a that's a whole different deal. But yes, like inside the stadium, they've invited us back to tailgates and stuff like that. Yeah. And yes, it's a little different. But either way, uh, Ben said, if you don't say yes, ma'am or yes, sir, down there, will people give you bad looks? A hundred no. times over. I don't think so. Oh, I think I we think have. So. A, I think we have enough enough outsiders around here that don't say yes, sir, and no, sir. And, and maybe yes, it's not a big no deal man. anymore. That it's not a big deal anymore at all. No, I think we have enough transplants because Memphis has boomed over the last 10 years, especially Yeah. Um, that, 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 that is no longer an issue. You're not frowned upon. Um, I just, I definitely noticed that it stands out when I have visited San Diego, when I have visited places deep outside of the South, Boston, Cleveland, those places. Well, I've, I've had it happen for sure in, uh, in Chicago and in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm with you. Uh, ben said, uh, just thought I should know in case I make a trip down south. Yeah, come on down. It's no, nobody, nobody will look down on you if you don't say yes, ma'am, and no. Yeah. And my it, wife, it, this is, she wasn't raised that way. She likes the idea of it. She appreciates the manner part, but it just wasn't beat into her the way it was me. And so she doesn't say it. Nobody's ever judged her. How about this? It, it depends on where you go. So we'll, well say maybe. that. Uh, Michael said, I think family means more in the south. They're raised differently down there, and I appreciate that. Yeah, in some cases, but I, hey, in Boston, I guarantee you, family means a ton. I was so, just about to say, yeah, no, just family depends. means a lot more up there. I don't know. It, I, I just think family means family is important everywhere. You, you, no yeah. one, no one has the the patent on values, and 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 our values are more valuable than others. It so. really depends on the family, really. <laughs> that's that's but the we're, truth. So you and I are both in agreement to get back to the state flag. Yes. We're in agreement. We would like another opportunity. Yes. If Kate Reeves can hear our voice, listen, forget about the mean things to say about you on Twitter and give me another opportunity and it'll absolve some of the things that I think about you. Yes, I, I agree with that. I think giving here's the my, people a here's chance. Here's my problem. I know I'm interrupting you and I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. Here's my problem. If we put it to a vote, Mississippi votes to keep it, that's going to really upset me and it's going to make me mad. And I don't know how to fix that. I don't know that you have to put this up to a vote. I see you don't have to put it up to a vote. He can change it. He doesn't want to change it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you is, this. I can send a picture out right now from one of his campaign speeches that didn't have the state of Mississippi flag across the bottom of it four times, but it had nothing but the rebel flag four times across the bottom of one of his campaign speeches. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't he want does to not, change it. He does not want to change it. Um, now with that said, we both want it changed, obviously, but I want to bring up and, and you kind of talked me off the ledge here. Um, but it, it, it feels a little like bullying, right? They, they did this to North Carolina, uh, back when the, uh, the, the bill was put through for the, uh, trans bathroom bill and all that kind of mess, right? Like they, they took the NBA all-star game out and the NCAA yeah. took away all of the, the different events and all that kind of stuff, right? And they tried to force them into doing whatever. And yeah. eventually, yes, it got changed back. Uh, Michael said, that's true. I guess I mean more family get-togethers and cookouts. Yeah, that's 100% true. He said, I love Southern culture. I, I grow every Sunday, yeah. no matter what. We go to Momo's house for, for, for lunch, for, for Sunday dinner. Oh, yeah. And it's me, my aunt, my, my large Italian Catholic family. Momo is gone. Papa has been gone forever. And that still happens. There you go. There you go. All right, so what I was... Leading into, uh, yes, we, we have focused on Mississippi because the rebel flag is the most distinguishable. It is the most identifiable uh, flag of all of them. However, uh, we're also going through a shift where statues are being taken down, where chants, like at the University of Florida, they are taking away the gator bait chant, which nobody knew had racial undertones, but it absolutely does. Nobody has said a word about the state of Georgia's flag. 
And the state of Georgia's flag was the official first flag of the Confederacy. And, and they threw a little picture in between the, uh, the circle of stars, but it is the original stars and bars of the Confederacy. And nobody has said a word about that. Now, Chris told me that it is because nobody really notices it as that. Nobody knows what it is. But if we are in the business of changing things, uh, I don't understand why you would just do Mississippi and not do Georgia as well. Right, and and my reasoning was, well, they don't want to mess with Georgia because they host Final Fours in Atlanta, and they host uh, national championship games and the SEC championship, and et cetera, et cetera, on down the line. Right, they don't want to mess with that. But Mississippi is an easy target because, at worst, you're not going to be able to host a regional. Right, so talk me out of this. Do you really think that it is just because nobody associates the the state of Georgia flag? 100%. I didn't know that until you told me that. And I've lived in the South my entire life. I would bet 80% of the people that live in Georgia don't know that. that is, we I know that what the Confederate school. flag is. We know what that is. Everyone in the country knows the Confederate flag and can recognize it. Nobody, nobody could point out that the Georgia state flag was a Confederate flag. Uh, nobody, my, it's just all about what you know, what's common knowledge, what's not. And and that's it, that's just all there is to it is you can't you can't hold everybody to a standard of something that's hidden in the dark. Well, and, and true, Ben jumped in and said, uh, "UT like Texas is about to lose the eyes of Texas cheer, right. right?" And yeah. and yeah. that's been going on for ever. And I doubt that very many people nowadays know that it has racial undertones, but it's going to be changed because people have learned, they have educated themselves on this. Uh, Michael on YouTube said, you promote what you permit, need to call people out, otherwise change won't happen. 100%. Michael Fritch on Twitch said, my issue with changing things for any specific group of people is where does it end? I understand that, right? I I am anti-cancel culture. However, if we're going to be doing all of this anyway, um, it, it needs to be across the board. We need to go I on and get this stuff out of I believe there's a difference here. between cancel culture. Me and you talk about this yeah, all yeah, the yeah, time yeah. off air. This is not cancel there's culture to change this. Big line. difference between cancel culture and realizing what is right and what is wrong. Just because this is the problem with cancel culture is when you make a perfectly reasonable request to cancel something that needs to be canceled and we give in, cancel culture immediately says, Thank you very much. I'll take that mile. And I'll take another mile. And then they reach for something that's not reasonable. That's the issue I have with cancel culture. But it doesn't mean that everything they want to cancel, they should, we should fight and they should not cancel. Some of these things, 20 years ago, I didn't have an opinion on the state flag. And that is shame on me. And, and I do think now, I've thought it for a while, we need, to, we need to change that. It needs to be changed. Yes, we're giving in to cancel culture. But it's still the right thing to do. And I can't not do the right thing just to piss those people off. There are other opportunities yeah, it's, where it's they're going to try to take something where I can stand up and call them, you know, call them out on it. And then because I was reasonable and I gave into the thing that was reasonable, I feel like that gives you a very good track record of telling them, Hey, I'm not just one of these guys that tells you to piss off every time you scream about something. I'll hear your argument. I'll weigh the case and I'll make a decision on, are you being extreme? Are you being ridiculous? Or is this a legit request? Yeah. yeah. I just always want to be reasonable. Yeah, I think I think that's 100% fair. 100% fair. Uh, jumping into the chat here, uh, Ben said, people don't know, or no, yeah, people don't know about the other flag, and it doesn't stand for the same thing as the battle flag. Um it just doesn't. It just doesn't mean as much to the, to those people. To yeah. what uh, said those people to black people. It doesn't. It doesn't mean as much to them, because that the rebel flag is what was hung when they were being hunted down, when yeah. they were being lynched, when they were being drugged through streets. That's no one had the Georgia state flag. Okay, that's true. Nobody had that. That's true. They had. They had the rebel flag. Um. Let's see. Da, da, da. Joseph said, "Are the Redskins changing their name?" Uh, at this point, now the one not. thing is, is that is a one man decision. Yeah, that's that's Snyder. That's it. That is not that, a, that, hey, actually. No one gets to vote on that. Ben that, just that chimed in and said, can't "Tell him what to do." And all thirty-one other owners and Roger Cadell will not tell him what to do. 
if he wants to be a bad guy, they will allow him to be that. Yes. Uh, Michael on YouTube said, it's not for a group of people, it's for people, the human race. Uh, I, I agree. I yeah, agree. But they agree. were the ones that were attacked by it. I, while while I don't like the flag, I was I was never attacked by it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's... Uh, the reason it became so well-known is Southern rock bands and T-shirt companies and... I mean... It, became, it was a marketing thing for yeah, Southern rock. That's yeah, it. 100%. I mean, and does Kid that make rock Leonard Skinner terrible? No. Leonard Skinner is an amazing band. There's nothing wrong with that. They just grew up in a culture where that was a symbol of, of cool to them. The, the because most it was recent. rebellious. It was rebels. It wasn't about the what it what it actually symbolized throughout history. They liked the rebellious side of it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, it, it was... It was Leonard Skinner. The most recent one was Kid Rock, who had That's a big right. one up, and everybody threw like a big uproar about it, and and that's totally fair, right? Yeah. But however, with the country music scene that he was trying to become a part of, because remember he was a rock band at first, and then he delved into country and whatever. He was trying to win over country music fans, and he did successfully. Uh, I right. don't know that that's the correct way to go about it, but it is what it is. So uh, we'll jump off of that topic. We spent. Man, we spent thirty minutes on that. <laughs> that's fine. The other ones that's are pretty fine. Great. It was uh, it was it was worth discussing. Uh, One of these topics we're going to be real short on. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah, 100%. So this one, maybe not so much. Um, let's dive into it. UCLA players are threatening a mutiny, basically. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, this is from the, the LA Times. They're reporting that UCLA football players held a team meeting last night and that after it, 30 of them supported a document that requests a third-party health official to oversee COVID-19 prevention protocols because they do not trust the program to be administered by Chip Kelly. Uh, Here is the quote. The document reviewed by the Los Angeles Times asserts that players do not trust uh, Coach Chip Kelly's program to act in their best interest, particularly in regard to their health, a realm where it says UCLA has, quote, perpetually, uh, excuse me, perpetually failed us, citing neglected and mismanaged injury cases. The document does not provide examples. Uh, The story continues with the threat to boycott essentially all ancillary program activities if their demands are not met. Quote, these demands reflect our call for an environment in which we do not feel pressured to return to competition, and if we choose not to return, that our decision will be respected. If our demands are not met, we will refrain from booster events, recruiting events, and all football-related promotional activities. Now, this is... For a team to not trust their head coach... That is pretty far out there. To have 30 members of an 85-man roster that don't trust the coach enough to go through these health issues, whatever it is, the health protocols, that's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, that's pretty damning. Like, I, we, we've we heard this kind of stuff before, right? All of this, uh, here, before we go further, let me jump into the chat here. Ben said, do you think Ole Miss will change their name? I don't think so. UNLV might, even though they're not the same Rebels. Uh, I think 100% Ole Miss will end up changing their name eventually. I don't think it's going to be soon. Um, but. Hey, can we address the UNLV thing real quick? Yeah. Uh, let me let me finish these right quick, and then we'll I want to we'll come attack. back to that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with, uh, Michael Fritz said, I agree with doing what's right, and flags and statues don't affect my life at all. I just don't agree with doing things based on appeasing any group of people on either side of the issue. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can, I'm not trying to. I'm not it. doing it because I, I think it appeases one side and pisses off another. I, I, I'm doing it strictly because I believe it's the right thing to do. Also, anyone who tells me that's our history, that's our history, that's our history, nobody has ever learned history from a statue. No, not one, not one family member of mine that loves the Confederacy has ever walked by one of the statues and read the plaque. Okay, that is just it has just never happened. You learn history through books. Okay. That's where we learn history from, not statues. Uh, with that said, Ben said UNLV are like trailblazers or something, or maybe just rebels as in the nut jobs in Vegas. Uh, and then I'll, I'll get to Michael's other comment regarding the uh, UCLA thing here momentarily. Uh, let's. Michael said, got to run. We'll watch the rest later. Thanks, guys. Michael, appreciate you. Um, so, Ben, with his UNLV, now before we get to... These are two completely different topics. Let's yeah. let's finish the UCLA issue. UCLA, right now, having having this, you're right, it is incredibly damning. Chip Kelly, from what he was at Oregon to the first couple of years at Philadelphia when he was with the Eagles, the drop-off from there is massive, right? Everybody thought that when he came back to college football, he was going to be a giant. He is one of the most analytical coaches out there. He takes all these different types of data and puts them all together and tries to do what is best for his program. However, he has always seemed to clash with his players for whatever reason. Now, you brought up an interesting topic. Um, did we lose Chris? Nope. Nope, we got him. All right, it, it looked up, like it froze, froze up. up a couple times, but I got you. Keep going. Okay, so with that said, what is it about Chip Kelly that causes... All of this tension. What? It, I, don't, I don't have a clue. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. But that's the issue is we're not in the locker room, Gary. You're not yeah. going to know, and I'm not going to know. I know this. He wasn't liked in Philly, even though he won in Philly. Okay? He did really well in Philadelphia, by the way. He he was ran out of Philly strictly on his first bad year ever there, strictly because the players didn't like him, because they came from the most player-friendly coach, maybe in NFL history under Andy Reid, not a knock, and he is an elite-level great coach, but they went from a super player-friendly coach to a coach that is basically a computer, a robot. He doesn't care about your feelings. He doesn't care how your family's doing. He doesn't want to talk. He wants to talk to you about your football, and he asked them to do really hard things, okay? He demanded of them hard things, and they didn't like it, and they went on to Twitter, and they went on to TV shows, and they complained about it, and he got this rap for being an asshole, which he probably is, but but yeah. that's where it all started. Somehow he tailspanned from that, tailspun, tailspun anyway, tailspended <laughs> from that all the way to, I know that's not right. Listen, Mississippi education, I know that's not right. I think it's, I think it's tailspun. Tailspun all the way from that to. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Can't, <laughs> can't win at UCLA. It's pretty insane. It's Now, it's I do remarkable. believe, now me and you differ on this. I think UCLA might get out recruited by 20 other schools just in the state of California alone. Now, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say they will be out recruited by 20 schools from the Midwest back. Just in California alone. Now, I'm not talking about 20 schools in California out recruit them. I'm talking 20 other schools come in and take the best players in California that they're not able to get. You might They're be not right just getting out recruited by UCL or by USC and Oregon and other Pac-12 schools. Notre Dame's coming in there. LSU, Bama, Clemson are coming in there. Over, Ohio yeah. State are coming in there and taking kids. Texas, Texas A&M coming in there and taking kids at will too. I mean, at will. Yeah. Uh, now at at the same time, uh, that is recruiting. That is what a coach's job is. Like that's a major part Gary, of the job. You and I, but so this is where we disagree. You and I both know that recruiting is all about money. And it's if not, he's not working with the recruiting budget, the recruiting budget that he had at Oregon, and we know he's not, then he can't recruit. If you drop Nick Saban or Coach O into UCLA, and he had to, they had to work with the budget Chip Kelly has to work with. They're not pulling the kids. They're pulling right now. You're right. It does take an entire buy-in from the Why school. are these kids leaving there and going to Columbus, Ohio? Why are they leaving Los Angeles to go play football at Columbus, Ohio? 
I've I been suppose. to Columbus. It sucks. Uh, yeah, but you can win there. No, 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 none of these kids don't give a shit about winning. Uh, you win, you get to the NFL. Like that's no UCLA can recruit talent. Like you can get money from you can make it to the NFL from UCLA. So then, why do kids? It's, from it's those like three I, years in college. They want to get paid two hundred thousand dollars to play football. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'm with you. Either UCLA's way. dropping them fifty grand because that's the level they recruit on. Um, let's see. Michael said, "If you don't trust the coach, go play somewhere else." I'm sure Chip Kelly isn't the only coach that needs to be watched. You can't give in to demand. Well, here's the deal: they signed their letter of intent. They came to the school there. However, if the injuries and whatnot have been treated incorrectly, if everything has well, been misdiagnosed, they got to be able to give whatnot, references. That's one thing that they said this, but then they weren't able to to give like an account. They weren't able to say Frank played with a broken foot all last year. Frank, tell them about your broken foot, and yeah. nobody reported it. Like they were able to give zero references. They just said he overlooks injuries. You got to be able to give us some kind of. Give us an example of one time it happened. The only the only issue that I have here is that it is thirty kids. That is a I get, lot. No, no, no. It's damning. Yeah, it's damning. It's it is a lot. Uh, Joseph Gomez said uh, said they changed the NFL rules to slow down the Eagles and basically ran them out of the NFL. Yep. Did they? No, I agree with that. No, I actually think that's true. I actually think that's true. I think enough teams complained when Chip got there and was doing things differently. And and I think I think a lot of people didn't like it. Hey, Ben said, uh, "Isn't he isn't uh, first off? Isn't he an accused racist by Eagles players?" I don't remember that. I don't. I remember Shady McCoy and him got into it, and it was literally over Shady going out all the time and not resting because he was very big on sleep and recovery. Sleep and recovery, which science has proven. Sleep is the number one way to get more recovery. True. And Shady had a pretty active nightlife. And I, now that could have been like the racist thing that happened. And it could be legit racism that happened. I don't remember that. I just I, remember, I remember him and Riley Cooper him. was on the team. No, Riley um, Cooper was a racist. But Riley Cooper was there under Andy Reid. Andy Reid drafted and brought him in. Yeah. He just was on the team for Chip. No, but it, but that, that whole incident with Riley Cooper happened under happened Chip Kelly. Under Chip. That's right. And That's they right. kept him on the team. And That's right. But you Chip know, wasn't a GM there. Howie Roseman's no. the GM. Yeah, yeah that's, no, 100%. Not, that's not the head coach's decision. Uh, Michael said, oh, Ben uh, corrected us, by the way. It was he went into a tailspin. Yeah. Not he okay. tailspun. He went that's, into okay. a tailspin. That's, fine. that's <laughs> the right way to say it. That sounds right. That's a, Yeah, we're from Mississippi. Like, don't accuse us of being smart here. I've Come got on. a bit about Mississippi's education one day that I'll let out into the world. <laughs> Michael Fritz said, let me make it clear I'm not a fan of Chip Kelly. Uh, Jose said Kelly not liked in college or the NFL. He should quit. Um, and then Matt Miller said D-Jack said, uh, said he was. Wait, hold on. He said D-Jack said he was because of the whole gang thing. He was he was racist because of the whole gang thing. I don't know the gang thing that happened. But. Oh, Joseph, uh, Joseph jumped back in and said NFL changed the amount of mandatory seconds between plays. Chip yes. wanted less than five seconds. NFL has it about ten. Feel free to check. Yep. I think, yeah, I think you're actually right. Now that I'm no, I, no, I, I remember that. No, I think yeah. that happened. I actually think that was a calculated yeah, you, decision that happened. You talked to me about that. That's right. Like yep. it, it, college football yep. did the same thing. Like they they slowed it down so the defenses actually had a chance. Yeah. Um, you want to know who made that happen? Uh, tell me. Oh, that, that was Nick Saban. Saban. That was Saban. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Bitching. It's not safe for these kids to play 100 snaps a game. They're going to die out there. Oh, here we like go. And Matt Miller about them dying. Matt Miller said Deshaun Jackson was accused of being in a gang by Chip Kelly. That's Okay, that might have been it. Well, I know he got into it with Shady McCoy. I yeah. absolutely know he got into it with Shady. It's, uh, it's an interesting situation. I, I think that Chip Kelly, if it were not for the pandemic, he would have been fired after this season. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Uh, I don't think they'll be very good the next year. I think what he does has been caught up to, and he has not adapt. Like he adapts as far as uh, too, scientific too many data coaches and whatnot. Do what he used to do, right? He, he did. It sucks that he was the originator of it, not originator, but he kind of perfected it at Oregon. Yes. Um. And and now so many people have ripped it off that their version of it is better than his version of it, and that's. It's it's a little sad to see that, but 
it's kind of the way of the world. I mean, Henry Ford made the greatest car ever made, and then everybody ripped off his design, and now and fixed a it lot to be better. Make better cars than him, and it's just you know the collective is sometimes a lot better than the individual, and yes, it's gone through the collective minds of of many other people. It's it's interesting. We're going to see exactly what happens with UCLA, but I always players... like Chip. I don't know why. I want him to be better than he is now. Um, you know, I don't remember so, him being racist. I just remember him getting into a sh- Shady McCoy, and that that never hurt my feelings at all. I, I thought that guy was an asshole while a great player. Joseph Gomez prick. jumped in and said, I'm waiting on Chris's impression of Gruden. No, that won't happen. <laughs> F that guy. Chris hates Gruden with everything in his being. He ruined my favorite television show for a decade. It's not like they went through one or two bad seasons and then we got rid of some crappy writers and got some new people in. No, 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 no. no, no. My favorite television show in the world, that appointment viewing, no matter where I am in life, Monday Night Football, he ruined for over 10 years. Yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> and to think, Chris was actually... A little bit of a, a Las Vegas Raiders fan before they even moved to Las oh, Vegas. As soon as Jack Del B, I was going to have a black Jack jersey. I am. I was in, baby. River Jack Del Rio leading the Raiders. I was in. And instead, it changed. Oh, that's what happened. That's that what is. happened to you. Flip All that right. switch. Let's. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we were going to talk about the UNLV thing. Um, oh, I'll give two minutes on this. I don't understand that. Yes, they're called rebels, and the Confederacy were called rebels. Weren't they, I was always under the impression that like the West people were like the 49er rebels, like the, the, like the two rebellious and reaching out for the gold rush and going out for riches and living from the wild, wild West and had nothing to do with Confederacy. That's what I thought. No, no, I I think you're right. I, I think, uh, I think that like anything that has to do with rebels they're going to associate, and at UNLV, it's a little bit easier to change the mascot. We know at Ole Miss, it is Rebels no, as far as no, Confederate. No, 100%, I yeah. know what Ole Miss's means. That's why I got no beef with changing that and fighting that. No problem. Yeah, boom. But, hey, Ben jumps uh, in, by the way. He said Nevada was a union state. Yes. Who like, knew? What, what, if, what if the Rebel was like a biker Rebel? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, biker gangs are pretty horrible people, and they murder a lot of folks and, and traffic of people and do a lot of terrible things, but like, if it was that, would we be canceling them? Because I, I just don't, I'll, I just always worked under the assumption that it was more that go west, young man, rebellious lifestyle, and not a southern rebel thing. I just thought I never once in my mind thought, oh, that's a. You know, I, I'll say this: they stole like, that rebel from us. I'm not against changing mascots, right? I don't think that the name of a of a school's football team or whatever really matters in the grand scheme of things. So it's whatever. Oh, no, if you want to change it, that's fine. You're talking to a guy but, who, who who really hates mascots, by the way. So <laughs> Ben is making fun of how I say Nevada. Is it Nevada? Is it Oh no, ben no, no. We are gonna continue to say Nevada. I'll say Nevada. Like it, it is what you it say is. Nevada, you're not welcome around here. <laughs> Maybe this is the reason Southern <laughs> hospitality is not a real thing. Either way, in my house with that type of language. Yeah, Nevada was a union state. I'm gonna say you Nevada. say Colorado, Colorado. No, sir. No, sir. Like, hey, I, I I call a Chevy a Silverado. So well, that's different. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. I'm I'm all about changing mascots if you think that it needs to be changed. Right? Yeah. That is what it is. Whatever. I, but you just change it just because it's boring. You yeah, know, I, you I don't can, give a shit. That would I be perfectly fine. I don't care what you do with it. Like, if you want to change Ole Miss, like, you're going to have to fight a bunch of people that have been there forever and ever and ever. And these are the people that actually put the money into the school, right? That's I would say that's this, a big though, part of it. There's a lot of people that are our age and younger, which is the new money coming into the school. Yep. And the future money coming into the school that have no positive connotation to Ole Miss, and if they changed it tomorrow, would not care. Agreed. Agreed. Would not care. Uh, I will say this. The fact that we don't look at other things such as uh, hurricanes or uh, Toledo, whatever, the rocket, well, the rockets aren't anything, but uh, what's uh, the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, you know, the Tulane Green Wave, all that kind of stuff. Like, that kind of stuff also 
has hurt people in the past. Nobody even thinks twice about that. It's not the okay, same. Cl- okay, Clay Travis. It's not, I'm not the doing, same. I'm not having this conversation. This is Clay ridiculous. Travis. What are you talking about? That is a that is a Clayton Travis argument right there. But I, I, I'm it. looking at it from that perspective. I heard it of, from his mouth. That's ridiculous. That is the most asinine thing on the planet. They're mascots. Okay. Yes. They're, ma- they're just mascots. Like just make them dogs and and different animals and stuff. Like that's no, all. But I'm that's saying. A, at some point in time you can't do that because then this animal is offensive to these. No, you just just it's just a mascot. Okay, it's just a mascot. It's a, yeah, the all whole right? thing is just whatever. If if somebody is actually offended, nobody has ever shown up to be offended by hurricanes. All right. Hurricanes are a thing that happen, and nobody's offended by them. It's just a thing that happens, okay? But, like, yes, people are actually offended by rebels because of what it actually means. I get that. Change it. Is Ole and Miss if you want to only... change your mascot just because we've had the same mascot for 50 years and we think we want to change it, that's fine, too. All right? Is Ole Miss the care. only, like, Confederate mascot that's yes. left? yes. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, I would think so, yes. All the other offensive mascots are Native American mascots. Like the, the Seminoles and et cetera, et cetera. The Utes right? and, yeah. Uh, he said, uh, ben said, Hurricane does not have a brain. That's a good That's point. Right. Hurricanes, whatever. Uh, and then he said, those are not even, oh, well, he was talking about the Hurricanes. Those are not even comparable. He said, the Ole Miss Black Bear mascot, that flopped. Yeah, they, they've switched it over recently to the uh, Land Shark. <laughs> that's not even an official thing. That's just a student. Well, that's what the thing. that's what the actual mascot is. It's the rebels, but it's a a land shark. They have right? a, a mascot of a of a, a shark, shark that walks around that, on two that legs. has two feet. <laughs> because that makes sense. It's it's from when uh uh God was it Houston Nut that was there when the defense was yes, so good and they started the that whole Jesus thing. H. Yeah, Christ. Uh, he said Michael jumped in and said or have cool shit like have a real buffalo run out. Shout out Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I, I like a lot. So I hate mascots. Okay. I hate, and Mike, the tiger, like the Mike, the mascot, Mike, he's kind of a cool mask. He's still a mascot. Okay. Mascots are for children. I do not believe college campuses are a place for children. This is a different belief system that I have that most other people have. I do not want your nine-year-old hanging around me when I'm at a tailgate getting shitty. Okay. That is, that is a me problem, not a you problem, but it's how I feel and what I think. Okay, we go to professional football games, professional basketball games. Those should be for everybody. They're for families. College sports should be for 18 and older because grown-up things happen on college campuses. So I don't need something soft and cuddly. Now, if you have a real bear, then that's cool. Now, while the animal rights people are going to come after us, I think Bebo is a cool mascot. I think I think the 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 buffalo is a super cool mascot. Like I think live Mike the Tiger is a cool Tom the Tiger of Memphis, cool mascot. Live mascots, I'm all for. That war yeah. eagle that, that's at Auburn, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I will life. agree with that. I will agree like, with that. Like super cool. We love Ugga. We love Smokey. Like these are live mascots. You got all the sport in the world for me. Uh, ben said, I like the live boar at Arkansas. He's my favorite. <laughs> the Razorback. And then uh, uh, Carolina the has a live rooster. Yeah, a Gamecock. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that Gamecock is. Listen, that Gamecock will fuck you up. I have been around big turkeys, uh, roosters before. David Madison jumps in and said, yeah, this whole conversation smacks of white privilege. Of course you don't remember Chip Kelly's racism. I really don't remember okay. it. I just don't remember it. I don't. I, I mean, that's how many years has that been since he was, was with the Eagles? A long time ago. I mean, good gracious, I don't remember. I'm not saying so, I don't suffer from white privilege. I'm just saying that I don't know anything. Of, I just don't remember that. Yeah, we're willing to listen, David. If you want to keep jumping in, you know, I'm I'm totally in here. But uh, you know, I yeah, we probably are white privilege, but I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Like I don't know. I'll about say this: the, the me Chip not Kelly remembering stuff. Chip Kelly being racist is not when he lasted in the NFL for five minutes. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that that's the example of my white privilege. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, so let's let's dive off of this. Let's jump into the last topic of the day. Um, where's my time? There we go. All right. So, Michael said Gary and Chris have that white privilege. I suppose that we do, but that's okay. We're trying to get better. Let's dive into Donald Trump. Not our favorite topic, of course, but uh, we did talk about Anthony Fauci yesterday saying that the NFL would have to come back in a bubble if they wanted to finish the season, et cetera, et cetera. 
Donald Trump immediately jumped on that. Now, we, we talked yesterday, Chris and I did, and Chris uh, helped explain the situation and said, yeah, he can say whatever he wants to, but the bottom line is there are 32 owners that are going to go ahead with this. And they're not going to listen to this. They're going to follow the recommendation. That's fine. You can recommend whatever you want to, but there's a lot of money at stake here. We're going to go on with an NFL season. Donald Trump came out this morning. It was less than 24 hours. And he tweeted, Tony Fauci has nothing to do with NFL football. They are planning a very safe and controlled opening. It is amazing to me that it took less than 24 hours for the President of the United States to come out and defend NFL, defend football against a scientist that is just trying to give his opinion on when the game will come back. That lets you know whose pocket Donald Trump is in. Chris, do you agree? Yes, and the downside of this is now, because he has interjected himself into this, half the people in this country now are going to say, can't have football. Yeah, Just we're going to draw a hard line, and if you're anti-Trump, can't have football. And then all of the super Trumpers are going to be not only – we have to have football, and we're going to have football. And that's – it has now become – something I love has now become politicized because one person has interjected his opinion. Well, and he, he did the same thing four years ago. Um, and, and it's kind of funny. Like, he, he was talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick just yesterday, and nobody yep. even mentioned it. Well, he but that's because said, he said something reasonable about Colin and nobody wanted to cover that. And I'm not right. saying the guy's a reasonable person, but, I mean, he was asked, should Colin be able to come back? And he said, yeah, let him come back. And if he can play, let him play. Yeah, if he's good nobody enough. Nobody wants to cover that because you can't demonize him for that. you got to wait until he says something that we can demonize him for. Okay, now he's taking a hard line on something. Now we all get to hate this thing. And the other side says, nope, we get to love this thing. Yeah. So as far as, as Fauci goes... Um, it's interesting. It's very interesting that Trump comes out and says, ah, he's not the voice here. He's not going to make the final decision. Well, no, he we never, but he never was. Like, we agreed yesterday, Fauci's not making this call. We didn't need Donald J. Trump to tell us that. No, absolutely not. But it is and he strange. wanted to say it. He wanted to say it. And so he did. Yeah, he most certainly did. I th- I mean, we're going to have football. 100%. Like, that's happening. But now half the people in the world are going to hate football. And, Just and, because of this, and that's what upsets me. And I wonder what it means to college football. Well, we talked about that yesterday. It means nothing. What Donald says means nothing for college football. What Fauci said yesterday means a lot to college football. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. Let's go ahead and, and get out of here. There's nothing that's broken in the last little bit that I know nope. of. So, have nope. you seen? No. All right. So, I think we're good. It has been a wonderful week. Uh, Of course, we announced earlier in the week we are working with Sportsbook Review. Our college football content will be over with them this season. Uh, We'll give you more information as it goes along, Uh, but we have agreed to terms with them. Everything should be good to go. We're finalizing everything as we speak, but it's done. We will be on their platform going forward. You guys in the chat, we love you. Uh, Ben said, please keep the streams. We'll, We'll be doing something. We'll be doing something. No worries. We're going to be doing. We're a still bunch doing of live WCE, stuff. and then yeah. you can find the streams. You just have to go to SBR to find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, They'll it, still be there. But that's just for college football, though. It's like just our, that's all right. Don't leave us. Our other don't stuff will us. be right here. Don't worry. Yeah. We we winning cures everything is not going away. So don't worry about that. But uh, Michael said live streams are great. Let's keep them going. Yeah, I think I think this kind of builds the community, right? G- gives everybody a voice. Lets everybody jump in and, and give their opinion, and uh, and we like for everybody to be heard here. So, that's the way it goes. We will keep it going as long as you guys want to be a part of it. Go over to the podcast. Leave a nice review. I saw that Michael left a nice review for us just the other day. We do appreciate that. Of course, continue those going. Share the show out with your friends. Tell everybody you know about it. It has been a fantastic week. Hopefully, next week will be more of the same. You guys have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. 
If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.